today on CityCast Madison. It's the Friday News Roundup. This week, I'm joined by CityCast Madison's Bianca Martin and Molly Stentz. Madison's air quality goes up in smoke. The head of Wisconsin's Elections Commission could be ousted by GOP senators. And Madison might lose its top cop to Chicago. But should we be surprised? It's Friday, June 30th. I'm Dylan Brogan, and here's what Madison's talking about. It's the Great Friday Roundup, where absolutely nothing is made up and the talking points do matter. And joining us this week, it's the sheriff of this here podcast, Molly Stentz. Hello, Molly. There are no talking points here. This is unvarnished real news. Well, other people's talking points, th- th- those matter. I object, Your Honor. Also joining us, it's the fresh princess of bad air. It's Bianca Martin. Hi, Bianca. Wow. Hello, hello, hello. What a little dubious little distinction. Name for me. Yeah. Oh, man. And, uh, well, I, I said that because Bianca's kicking us off this week with a story that's been around us most of the week. It stinks. Sorry, that's that's from The Critic. I hope you guys watch The Critic someday. It's my favorite cartoon. The air quality advisory is the big news of the week. The smoky air is a problem. The Canadian wildfire smoke has definitely left a stain on this week for sure. It was hard to miss, right? Um, so there's a series of cancellations uh, because of safety concerns around health and breathing, including Madison Summer School and recreation for them. Big concerts were canceled. The index Wednesday AM was 271, which is close to hazardous. There are six categories for air quality. Hazardous is the worst. (laughs) We were approaching the worst air quality. This is a historic event that we saw this week. And I thought we were done with this, but it's back. It was back. What about you guys? I don't remember in the past that you could just track this in such real time. Like you could see on the west side, it's a little bit worse. You can see in Wauwatosa, it's 50 points higher. So that's been interesting. And yeah, it's just kind of sucks that when you're in the part of the world with the worst air. It's so weird. It reminds me of when I used to live in the Bay Area in San Francisco. And I have such fond, positive memories of fog and like, the cool crisp mornings with the fog rolling in off the bay and when i was driving down john nolan and saw it like i just had that memory but it wasn't it was like a gross distortion of the memory because instead of it being like a nice foggy day it was like you're trapped in a campfire like you know when you're sitting around a campfire and all the smoke blows in your face and no matter how you move around the campfire it's still like blows directly in your face and then you stink that's what it felt like yeah oh. not really like fog but haze yeah purple haze gray haze but I, I almost feel like it was it's like a sucker punch because like you said like it just reminds you of fog i didn't feel so hazardous you know of course it was but we're, we've just been hanging out in the very unhealthy <laughs> all week um but it was it, it was it was dangerous for particularly people, you know, in sensitive groups, like with heart or lung disease, older adults, kids, anyone who's pregnant, and obviously people who are working outdoors, pretty much quite the damper on the week. And 
historic. It's the highest concentrations of particulate air pollution on record. In our area or yeah, in our area, right? For us. Yeah, that's a and that's what what the Wisconsin DNR said. Ugh. Um for us, yeah. I mean I looked up Beijing's air quality because I'm just thinking like, you know, when you're picking a city you want to live in, you think about, oh, what about the pollution? Whatever, you think about LA, whatever. Looked up Beijing. Beijing it was fifty five. We're hovering in the 200s like this week. It's, I don't know. I was blown away. And I certainly wasn't the only one. I saw Freedom Inc. There's an outpouring, a request to them from elderly residents and families with young kids who are looking for masks and air purifiers. I got to say, that was, that's one of the most striking things to me about this week is we all got so used to people wearing masks indoors from the pandemic. And now to feel like everybody's brought the masks back outdoors is just a, a little mind twist. It, it's interesting because I feel like during the pandemic, a lot of people went outdoors, right? Because public health advised that it was safer to be outdoors. And now it's like, nope, it's actually the opposite now. Safer to be indoors. Mm -hmm. But N95 masks are the ones that can help filter out the smoke particulates. The cloth mask, but not, it's just really not as effective. But I saw Madison and Madison area, lots of, you know, our, our friends, our suburbs um, are giving out free masks at the libraries. And so we should, we'll toss a link into our show notes. That was a bummer. So are the fireworks still on this weekend? I think so, yeah. Come on, Canada, quit ruining our <laughs> summer. Those jerks went since when are Canadians jerks now? <laughs> Anywho, yeah, but I should know it concerts on the square was canceled and it's the 40th anniversary opener, um, but it was pushed to the first week of July. So we can still get those. But yeah, boo. Well, we have uh, a lot of news to dive into this week. Thank you, Bianca. Um, before we do that, though, let's just take a quick break and hear what Bianca has planned for the weekend. So from bad air to bad vibes, how's that for a segue? Man, the elections are still in the news. I can't even say back in the news because I feel like they have never left us. Well, hold on a minute. Did Joe Biden win Wisconsin? Did we settle that? <laughs> yes. But that's the thing I've always wondered about, the interplay between the law and our politics and how how lagging the law is to our political system. It's like, how do you litigate something, the consequences of which have already passed you by? Some court actually weighs in and says, ah, oh, yeah, that district was illegal. It's like the election already happened. The people have already been seated. They're already serving. They're already passing laws. Things have happened. Life has moved on. Anyway, so it just seems like an in inadequate response, the whole legal system to deal with the political challenges of our day. But the thing that we are dealing with yet again here in Wisconsin is a row at the Wisconsin Elections Commission, which is the body that basically sets the rules that governs our elections for all of the local clerks that actually administer elections in Wisconsin. And they deadlocked over how to respond to Megan Wolf, who has been leading our elections commission, her continuing in that job under scrutiny and pressure from the state legislature. Because as we know, 
the state legislature has the ability to confirm department heads. That Mm. is the kind of checks and balances power that we have in the state. And as we know, they bounced the last guy, Michael Haas, who now is our lawyer for the city of Madison, who still gets to weigh in on elections. But now they're talking about bouncing Megan Wolf. There shouldn't be so much drama little mama around this issue. It's so frustrating because it really does cast dispersions about something that should not be political. There are political parties, but the election itself should be straightforward. And the Elections Commission, it should be noted, are career professionals. It is, it's yeah. an agency staffed by people who are in it for the long haul. You know, the... The commissioners themselves, yes, are appointed by political the political parties, but the actual staff, like the day-to-day rank-and-file people who are trying to support all of our many local clerks in administering elections, are there day in and day out. You really can't say it better than, than Molly Beck did in the Journal Sentinel. As she put it, the result leaves the leadership of Wisconsin's election agency in turmoil in one of the country's most divided battleground states less than a year before voters are set to head to the polls to take their first votes in deciding the outcome of the next presidential election. No big deal, right? Well, I'm confused about what's happening. The commission is supposed to vote to reappoint her and they deadlocked. So what does that mean? Does that mean she loses the job? Does it? It's supposed to go to the Senate, right? She'll still be there. But the question is, what is going to happen with the Senate appointment? Because they could fire her. Yeah, they could choose not to confirm her. There have been many department heads who have basically been working unconfirmed. Normally, how it goes is an incoming governor comes in kind of clears house with the political appointments, just like we see with the president. Like, they pick their cabinet, right? They pick their agency heads, and they're like, you know, there's vetting process. Then they're like, okay, here's who I want to run the DNR. Here's who I want to run, you know, all of these agencies, Department of Transportation. And then they bring them to the legislature, and then the Senate reviews their qualifications, maybe asks questions, and then usually... Normally, historically, is like up or down, and usually it's up, right? Most often, it's like, yep, confirmed. Okay, you seem like you have qualifications. You can do the job. But that has changed in recent years. Now, they've just refused to confirm. They've refused to hold the hearing. It's reminding me of the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court, that is. Yeah. Yeah. And gosh, speaking of the Supreme Court, What is UW going to do? What are they going to do about this affirmative action case yesterday that came out? Unclear. Unclear. Lawyers have been reviewing it, but could have huge implications for how the flagship state public university enrolls and admits students here. And every other. Or any. Yeah. yeah, All the universities. Oh, we only care about UW. Come on. That's true. (laughs) It's false. It's false. We really need to like dig into this. So we're definitely going to follow that and find out what happens. They're going to be working on this for a while. We also learned this week that Madison Police Chief Sean Barnes is up for, he's, a, he's one of six semifinalists to become Chicago's police chief. 
So the State Journal reports that there were 53 applicants for the Chicago Police Superintendent, and six of those semifinalists are department veterans and Ann Barnes. But he spent time a year as the director of training and development for the Civilian Office of Police Accountability. So he has ties to the area, too. Not to mention, as I reported in Isthmus in a couple years ago, is that Barnes's family, his partner and his young children, still live in Chicago to this day. He has an apartment here in Madison, obviously, and but she has a very prominent job as a dean at DePaul University. So they're both very accomplished people, but they're splitting their time, evidently, between Madison and Chicago. I didn't realize that. Now, a couple years ago, that kind of fueled rumors that Barnes wasn't going to be around for a while. I mean, we have the the president of the Madison Police Union. He told me at the time, it's nothing personal against the chief, but in terms of day-to-day life, it seems like he's going to have to have a transient relationship with work or his family. But the chief really insisted that, nope. So has he said anything? Has he actually said anything? In response? About this? Yeah. No, he's out of the country, so he did not provide a comment. Oh, so he already did his interview, and now he's just waiting to hear back? Yeah. Well, in mid-July, the mayor of Chicago is going to announce the three finalists. So maybe he'll make it into the finalist pool, maybe not. But right now, it went from about 50 people down to six. He made it to the second round, and we'll know in mid-July about that. But You know, I think for people who in the police department have been following things closely, I mean, this comes as a little bit of a shock because Barnes was just so emphatic not that long ago. He hasn't been here that long that he told me, like, Madison is where I want to be. And I'm here for the long haul. And you should print that. I love Madison. I love this community. I'm not going anywhere. Who says otherwise, though? Who says otherwise? That's just uh, to me, that's a nothing burger. I don't know. Why do he didn't have to tell me that? Nobody says that. that. Nobody's like, yeah, actually, I'm looking around. This job kind of sucks. Like nobody says that. He just gotten the job at the time. (laughs) Well, he could say like, no, hey, I'm here and I have a a, a plan. But I think the the fact that his entire family lives two hours away, no politician brought up some questions. (laughs) I don't know. Two hours? Dang. I thought you're not that fast of a driver. It's more than two hours away. But Barnes said it's only an hour and 15 minutes. Talk about speeding. <laughs> well, because he's when you're the chief. He's got the good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to feel about this. I obviously have some thoughts, but in some ways, I'm with Molly. It just feels like, no, he wouldn't probably ex- say that, you know, I'm keeping in mind I might move to Chicago. But then also, you know, what does that mean for our department? You know, you should print that. People change their minds. Like it was a historic election in Chicago. Right. And he's from the Chicago PD. Right. And so a new mayor comes in. How are you not looking at that as an opportunity? I'm sure it pays more. Right. It's a bigger city, a bigger stature. I I don't know. You don't think it was misleading to at the time? Did he know that the mayor, that all of the politics were going to change in Chicago? How could you have known that? I don't know. And remember, at the time, people were like, are you here or are you not here? Are you committed or not? Like, what's going on? I mean, it wasn't like this came out of nowhere. People were like, it kind of seems like you're leaving. And he's like, absolutely not. Well, maybe that was the truth for him then. Yeah, I, I feel like it makes sense for him to go to a city like Chicago. I'm not telling you to go if you're, if you're listening to this, Chief. <laughs> but... And which I hope you are. <laughs> Dylan, are you going to ever leave CityCast? Or are you committed? I'm committed. I'm committed to CityCast. I am not going to say that I will be here no matter what <gasps> forever. 
but he kind of did. And also, my family doesn't live in Chicago. Do you know what I mean? I live here in Madison. No, you're right. You don't know what's going to happen. People are allowed to change their minds. But do you want to live two and a half hours away from your family? I don't know. Well, to him, it's only an hour and 15. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we sped through this roundup. This was a jam-packed week full of news. We got covered a lot of areas. And we have a lot of things to follow up on. So everyone should look forward to that. And Molly Stentz, thank you for for joining us and, and telling us more about what's happening with our elections. Hopefully we can all breathe easier next week. Bianca, thank you for being here. Thank you. Hopefully we'll have technology that allows us to breathe underwater soon. Hopefully you'll be here next week, Dylan. Now I'm not sure. (laughs) Silence! Oh, by the way, everyone I love is uh, four hours away, so (laughs) I'm committed to being in Madison my whole life. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. Bianca Martin is your host. We're produced by Molly Stentz and me, Dylan Brogan. Additional production this week from Elizabeth Kama, Noah Snyderman, and Natalie Rivera. Our theme music is by Carl Christensen. You can also get more news delivered right to your inbox from our friends at Madison Minutes. And a reminder, today is the very last day to cast a ballot in the Best of Madison Awards. CityCast Madison is up for Best Podcast, and we'd love your vote. See our show notes for a link. And if you enjoyed today's show, why not share this podcast with a Canadian? Our neighbor to the north has great radio. It's Trudeau. See you back here Monday morning with more news from around the city. Talk soon. <laughs> <laughs>